A big warm welcome to each and every one of you. Welcome to episode 100 of the Doss and D Show. Can you believe it? Now, because this podcast is a special milestone for us, we put together something a little different to open today's show. If you've been with us for the ride, this may bring back a few memories, and if you haven't, we hope this brings a little chuckle to you. So without further ado, we'll hand it over to Randy Newman. Enjoy the episode, guys. Well, we're here, Dave. We're, uh, we're up and running. Doss, it is a pleasure to be here, and finally, it is coming to you live. You've got a friend in me. Mate, I think you've got a twisted <laughs> testicle. <laughs> you've got a friend in me. Got a big cock. When the road looks rough ahead and you're miles and miles from your nice warm bed. Mind you, we're sharing the same bed. You just remember what your past said. Boy, you got a friend in me. You know, a bit of spooning, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, you got a friend in me. The school thing, the uni thing, the job thing, the marriage thing, the kids thing, the retirement thing. Yep, like, that's it. That's life. You got a friend in me. There was a pair of white friends that I've had in my rotation last week. You got a friend in me. These are self-absorbed and arrogant. You got trouble. And I got them too. There isn't anything I wouldn't do for you. We stick together yeah, I was having a bit of fun. You got a friend in me. You waddle to the bathroom. You're wetter than older hosts. You pull your jocks down. Some other folks might be a little bit smarter than I am. Big and stronger too. Hey, the big man's gone down. <laughs> but none of them will ever love you the way I do. It's me and you, boy. And as the years go by What a fucking disaster <laughs> A friendship will never die I don't know if anyone else has suffered from severe constipation <laughs> You're gonna see it's a destiny Dust, dust, I'm scared myself here, I'm really scared you got a friend in me. This is ridiculous, what this is I'm a what? grown man <laughs> You got a friend in me I hear that a lot of females go to sleep listening to us You got a friend in me Not to get all too soppy and nice But, you know, we're very lucky to have the friendship we have Congratulations, D. Congratulations, Doss. 100 episodes of the Doss and D Show. High five. Well done. We made it. I'm very proud of you. I'm proud of you too. Thank you. What, for a, a, what a journey. It's been amazing. I can't wait. Today's really, we're going to recap, aren't we? Just we the journey so far and a little bit about what's ahead and share some of our experiences and stories. You excited? Mate, pumped. Still kind of can't believe, or I can believe that we've made it. Yeah. Has it been two years yet? Is it closing in? Or? It's closing in, but not quite. Nearly. We might have to have a big party for the two yeah, years. I like um, that. But 100 episodes, it's been a, a long journey. It has. And to be honest, I remember not that long ago recording episode 50. and In this very room? In this very room. And that obviously about 50 weeks ago. But the thing is... Good maths. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well done. Yeah. But it's changed so much. <laughs> like so much has changed for us since then. Mm. So I'm really looking forward to diving in today to, to kind of see what's about. Now, what I must say, before we get into too much of the, uh, the deep shit and the, uh, and the funny stuff... Yeah, the D&Ms. The D&Ms. I've, during the week, received a couple messages okay. from high-profile people really? that just wanted to congratulate us. They heard the word was out, that episode 100, and they just wanted to send their congrats. So I'll play the first one for you now. Interesting. Yeah. Justin D, Donald Trump here. 100 episodes, what a tremendous accomplishment, frankly. Mm. There's three things I love in life. Money, golf, and waking up to a new episode of the Justin D podcast on a Donald Monday. Donald. Good man. Frankly. By the way, I've been meaning to ask D, 
What fake tan do you use? It's <laughs> phenomenal. It looks fantastic. It looks like the best fake tan I've ever seen. It's lovely. Yeah, he's not wrong. I'll get my people to reach out and we'll, we'll get our hands on some of that because I need a new formula. <laughs> anyway, my pilot is calling, so we'll speak soon, okay? Donald Trump. Thanks, Donald, for reaching out. Really I, did, I didn't know he listened. No, me neither. Well, he's got a busy schedule, I, I imagine. But uh, obviously, when he's on the golf course or when he's warming up, he he puts us in his in his ears and has a listen. Have so you got a fresh coat of tan on at the moment? I don't. Firstly, I should say, Donald Trump, thanks to Cody Jones for uh, for organising that. Now, no, the tan is not fresh, so I'm not going to show the camera. But Donald, if you're listening... What is the formula? Well... I'll tell you. So, Donald, what I do, and I'm not sure if he does the same, but uh, I use Bondi Sands, firstly. Always been a Bondi Sands boy. And I don't use a glove, mm. much to the disappointment of... Many, many people. Many, many people. I get told off all the time. So, um, there is a formula, and you have to, you know, work your way through the body. I do it in rows. So I, I do what's it like, the hardest part to get? Hands. Hand, really? Hard, yeah, it's impossible, I find. So if, if Donald, if you know, if you want to send us an, another voice message of how you tan your hands, I'd be I'd be appreciative. Yeah. yeah. Well, this might be a good time to to maybe actually share what our mission is. I guess from where we started, hundred episodes ago, it's probably changed. Yeah. Altered a fair bit, but really, it was probably how long ago? A year ago now, maybe a bit less. Not even. Yeah. When probably. we sat down with a guest of the show, uh, Louise Bedford, she's a day trader and very successful businesswoman. We sat down with her in a bit of a business meeting, wasn't it? Yeah, well, and, that's what we thought. You know, and uh, she she helped us basically formulate our mission. She did, yeah. What, what, what is our mission, which is we want to empower and inspire the 20-somethings to unlock their secret ambition. I know we've both come from, I guess, a background of working a traditional sales corporate job and working your way up and climbing the ranks and... going Both going to uni and... Yeah, both going to uni. And I think we both knew that that wasn't the exact trajectory we wanted to be yeah and we're never about hey quit your job we currently we haven't quit our jobs to do the podcast we work we do this away from work but what we're trying to do is give that 20 something a different perspective 100 percent. and i think it's funny we feel like we talk about this all the time because we talk about it in all our meetings that we have now and all our guests and everybody we speak to but we've never actually spoken about this on the show because when we started, and it's also a good chance now to talk a little bit about you know, where we started and what it was at the start. Originally, mm. I remember you and I going for a walk. We both wanted to do a podcast together. And this is going back probably three years ago, at least. Like We didn't get started for a little while. And we walked and spoke about what topics could we talk about? What are we experts in? You're only really the expert in your own life. Mm. So what it's like growing up as a young bloke. And we just happen to have very similar paths. We, you know, Body Image is everyone's favorite episode, seems to be. First episode we really recorded together, which shared our story. And we talked a lot about those kind of things. And I think, you know, we were targeting young males. That was the target. And then as it started to grow and our audience started to shape itself, then we noticed it's a 50-50 split or very close to a 50-50 split of, of gender. Mm. It's really young people. That's our mission. That's what we're passionate about. We have a lot of people over the age of 30 listening too, but it's a 20-somethings that we're really encouraging to go after, whatever that ambition is, because it's worked for us. Definitely. And also, to touch on, I guess it began people thinking we're a mental health podcast. Yeah. Which, you know, mental health is just one small part of what we've spoken about in the past, yeah. you know, and you, you go to, whether it's a family event or, you know, I know you spoke about it recently about you went to a family event and someone, you heard, overheard someone talking to someone else about yeah. the podcast and yeah, it's a mental health podcast. It's not a, just a mental health podcast. No. It's, it's so much more than that. And 
I think because of the generations that are before us, it's hard for them to kind of look at our mission and really grasp it yeah. and understand it because it probably sounds a bit, what do you mean you're helping 20-somethings unlock their secret ambition? Like, what does that even mean? It's, it's, it's such a broad term, but to me, it's like, no, we've watched and we've seen and it happens time and time again. And that is the young people, whether you're, whether you're 16 to 30 to 35 even, and you know there's something you want to do, whether it's be a photographer, a painter, an architect, you know, be a YouTuber, be a rock star, go on The Voice. I don't know what it is. Yeah. But quite often people aren't jumping into those things that they love and enjoy because of what society tells us to do and what is normal. Exactly. Exactly. And I think going back to your point about mental health, one of our key words is vulnerability. I think a lot of people see us being vulnerable not even talking about mental health, just talking about some of the things we've been through and they associate that with mental health. Again, we've spoken about mental health before, but probably not in a lot of depth. Some of our guests have, Mm. but it's so much more than that because mental health ties into everything we do, really. I mean, it It does. It's so, and it's probably something I haven't really thought about too much about how important your mental health really is Mm. or spoken about. But in order to achieve all the stuff we talk about, you probably have to have a pretty healthy mental health. Mm. Be healthy mentally, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have to really healthy mental health. Yeah, That's a lot of yeah. health. We, we seem to, I think, do a good job of that as well. In regards to? Looking after our mental health. Oh, yeah, I think so, yeah. Looking we after our mental health. health. Laugh. Well, and I, I just can't wait to dive in this episode because we really, we're going to have a look at the journey that we've been on and we're going to talk about some ups and downs along the way and there's plenty of ups and there's plenty of downs and I think the reason I'm really excited about today in a, in a different sense to just celebrating 100 episodes is it goes back to that mission, because we're encouraging people and we're even going to talk about why it's important to start going after your ambition. But reflecting back on our journey so far, you're going to hear about the ups and the downs. And that's really what, when you're chasing your ambition, you're going to fail a lot. That's mm. just, the, that's the truth of it. And it sucks to hear that you're going to fail and you're going to fall over time and time again. But it's a, it's a key word of resilience. And I heard actually yesterday on a podcast, someone talking about resilience and they said, at school nowadays, everyone's taught what the word resilience means but they're not actually put in any situations where they have to be resilient Mm. you know if you come last in a race you get a ribbon for example you don't count scores in under 10s in cricket and footy and all this stuff so it's not teaching any resilience because there's no concept of losing you have to learn resilience when you get older Mm. and when you go after your secret ambition resilience is key because we've had and we're going to laugh about it today we've had plenty of moments of frustration and losing things and things going wrong and and then again world crit- coming at us yeah i was gonna say and then again critics like we could go on and on about conversations that we've had with people who just don't quite grasp what we're doing yeah or comments on social media that you know currently we've got a bit of a feud happening can't wait to dive into that on later. instagram with some people that just don't see you know we live in a society that's very very i guess sensitive mm-hmm. and I, I probably shouldn't say it in those terms, but the, the, yeah, Woke. and and the way people get offended, but they they've taken th- something too literally, and it, it's frustrating. But I understand, and I'm sure we'll get into that. But it's resilience, but also like consistency, yeah, and that's that's been our probably our bread and butter, really. Our interview episodes, and then we've got just us, you yeah. know. So we we try and get you know one of each out of fortnight, and but no matter what, every Monday there's going to be an episode up of the Doss and D show, and you know there were times when. 
I reckon we might have went through a little, like maybe one or two weeks where we didn't. Very early days. Very yeah. early. Other than that, no, nah, episode has to be up. You know, yeah. we went to England and we'll talk about that Can't in a wait. moment. Yeah. But yeah, where should we jump to? Well, let's uh, let's end the segment and we'll see you the next one. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's take a trip down memory lane, shall well, let's we? Let's do it. I can't wait for this. So, Dave, where did it all begin? You know, get out yeah, your journal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> well, like I briefly touched on in that intro, it did start before episode one came out to everybody's ears and you know we had conversations about we were keen on starting something we weren't sure exactly what it was but we had a general idea between the two of us of what we wanted to create and of course you start creating it so do you remember that first we went to a coffee shop in mornington where we both were living and we we had your diary out and we're trying to come up with some names and that's the hardest part you're trying to come up with a podcast name and that we probably spent an hour sitting there just trying to work out a name for the show not any of the content, just what's the show going to be called? Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. We came up with some absolutely horrific ones. Falls Deep was close. It's just there was another podcast called that. Is that what the issue was? Yeah. Well, Balls we, were, Deep, we were sold on that. Balls Deep's in the intro now, as everyone might have heard, but simplify it. What's my name? What's your name? Well, nicknames, yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Branding. <laughs> See, that's, that's, where, that's where we don't get enough credit. We are smart men. We are branding something. Actually, we should say that too. We're, you know, Doss and D is bigger than just the Doss and D show. Yeah. Uh, just make sure you get that right. We're not just a podcast. No, it's, no. It's, a, it's an umbrella. Yeah, and it's yeah. about to grow fucking huge. <laughs> just you wait. You should see what's on the horizon. Uh, oh, but uh, I guess early days, it started at once we came up with a name and the yeah. concept of the show started at my place in safety beach and dan and jamana and you would drive all the way down you, by that stage you'd moved up to to hawthorne yep and then you'd drive down to safety beach every week and really like it was during a time where we both needed this outlet yeah you know, I, I was working in my nine to five corporate job i just got recruited to this company and i hated it yep and we recorded on a sunday sunday was our one day of the week that that's we, right we looked forward to the most and you'd come over I was living with my partner at the time and, you know, we'd go out, get a coffee. We'd really, we'd try and come up with an, a topic for the episode for the day without any preparations whatsoever. No. Well, we, actually, one thing I do remember from that time period is the amount of phone calls we had. So, like you said, you you had the corporate job. I was working full time, but I was also doing uni and I was in between lockdowns. So I was doing uni at night. I was hating it. I was hating it. And I knew by then that I was going to finish the course, but I was only about halfway through and... I was hating it and I, I didn't want to work in the industry. So I knew it wasn't for me. So you're trying to think of, well, how are some other ways? We're reading a lot of books at this time. You and I are having phone calls every single day. Do you remember the phone calls we yeah. used to have for hours and just spin ideas and not just about the podcast, but business ideas we could go in together, new things we've heard Making about, money. Making money, just trying to find a different way and trying to create a different lifestyle flexibility. And at the same time, you're going through a global pandemic where that's a shithouse time for everybody because you just... I remember i could not see the light at the end of the tunnel i thought we'll come out of a lockdown but everything we had before forget about it mm. I, I was at that stage where i'm like i just can't imagine even going to the footy unless everyone's separated mm. or going to a bar so there wasn't a lot of hope that's why this outlet was huge for us once we got our first few episodes done and we were smart we batched a few we recorded a few before we dropped any because we wanted to start make sure that every monday a new one came out but then came that tricky period where we'd be walking along the beach. We'd have no idea what to talk about. We're trying to think of a self-development style topic. We can't think of anything. And then uh, what are some of the topics we came up with? What's the classic one? Oh, uh, well, the classic one that we both hate even... If we see it get downloaded, which it still gets downloaded on the weekly, which... I, I, but conspiracy theories. Yeah, well, it's called hypothetical questions. But Dos, Dos launches into conspiracy theories based off a off a 10-minute YouTube video he watched with not a lot of knowledge about the topic, but still wanted to educate us all about it. So... Um, <laughs> 
has your opinion changed on the JFK assassination <laughs> yet? Or? I don't know, but it's the most cringiest thing you've ever heard. Oh. I'll tell you when you when you think of uneducational, that's 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 me to a T in that topic uh, oh. in that topic that episode. It's embarrassing. We didn't have the cameras rolling. We sat on the couch. We both had our phones. We're typing in literally hypothetical questions on Google, Google and then we're just literally just launching them at each other. What would you rather? What about this scenario? And I, the reason it's not deleted is because we need it there for numbers. Oh, this wouldn't be a hundred. This would be, no, be ninety nine. Yeah, exactly. So, but around that period, there's a few of that. At least we kept them running. When do we move into interviews? Because I guess it started with just a few people. Our first few interviews were people within our community, within arm's reach, who might be within a friend of a friend or somewhere close by the, the network of people, a local business owner. How did we then branch out from just us to the interviews and then to growing our interviewer profile well we initially started with two of our closest mates jai and eddie and we did episodes with them jai wasn't really an interview it was more of just a again just a chat a gas bag around and talking about that i think it was that episode i think at the time we weren't recording in person because we're over zoom we're trying to tee up three people and an interview at the same time and i'm trying to get my mic working and it sounds so crisp and i'm like i can't wait how good like i've got this expensive microphone how good is this and we go to the recording. I'm like, something's not working. I'm trying to change different rooms. And, and I record the episode. And when I'm editing it, I'm like, why does it sound so shit? And I couldn't work it out. So the next few episodes, I'm like changing rooms. I'm looking at like how, I, how high the ceiling What's the is. acoustic like in this yeah, house? Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. And then it turned out I was just recording through the freaking... I had a mic, but I was recording through the computer. So it wasn't even going through the microphone. No, it was terrible. But you're right. Then we a couple of our sort of mates, or friends of friends around the peninsula, we kind of started. And, and they, from yeah, there, and we, you know, heard some really, really good stories. It was a great chance to have them on connect. But then let's go back a couple more steps. So yeah. the interviews, and then I went through a breakup, and I made the decision. I was like, all right, I'm ending my relationship, and then I moved back home with mum. Yeah. All right. Well, we weren't going to, you know, do the interviews from Safety Beach anymore. No. It was from uh, the. Well, old... We never got one at Safety Beach, did we? No, exactly. But yeah. we, we were, all right. Well, we have to do the podcast from from my mum's house. Yeah. So you would still drive down and didn't break our tradition of a coffee on a Friday and. No. But we taking Fridays off at this stage. Yeah, we decided quite early in Dawson D that we just got to cut another day. And really, I think our attitude was, let's take Fridays and find a way to supplement that income. Not mm. obviously through the podcast, through other ways of doing it. The it, podcast is currently free. Yeah, but if you if you just stay tuned, uh, I have a feeling that there might be some exclusive content and maybe a couple of little subscription based ideas. Yeah, it's coming, but uh, don't worry. I will say if you just if, if you just enjoy the free podcast each week, you're never going to lose that. We'll never take that away. You'll get that forever. But if you want a little bit of extra Doss and D, if you want a bit of spice in your life, then uh, yeah. look at that face you made. Then that was <laughs> really that was essential face. You mentioned the word spice. Yeah, Doss got Doss got yeah. arousing. Yeah. yeah, it's the thought of money. Yeah, yeah. at that time, we'll, I remember with Griff Croft, one of our first interviews, the ten minute breathing session prior to that remember on your lounge room floor yeah i remember that yeah on, yeah. on your on the end's lounge room floor we were uh, breathing together yeah let's make a bloody good podcast boys yeah, that's exactly what he said and we did that was probably about a 20 week period of interviews or podcasts at your mum's and then and then the big step and the game changer in my opinion of what really changed us really i think it was right it before episode 50 propelled us forward we we were like nah we want to move out together this is our chance part of my decision in ending my relationship was i want to chase my dreams i want to put me first and we both were in a similar place in life you ended your relationship i'd ended mine and we were like why don't we live together yeah and i'd never lived in the city before in melbourne so we found a place a little shack in hawthorne took a while to took a while took, to, it, it took ages to find a place didn't it, it? did we i mean there was going to be three people there's going to be four oh. it just kept changing and we finally decided we're like no nah, let's just make it us two 
Make it affordable. Thank you, COVID, actually. Yeah, well, we got, a, we got a lovely little house, lovely little unit. <laughs> not a house, a lovely little unit. And good price. Yeah. Well, see, even in the And thing, some of the names that have walked through these doors, let me tell you, that, the, the landlord would be very pleased. Well, it's funny. I listened back to an episode we created. It's called We're Moving Out, episode 49, I think. Oh, 48, something around there. And it was right when we were talking about why we were moving out and what we wanted to achieve. And really, we've actually achieved a lot of that since we've been living here, which is cool. And one of our things was having people walk through the doors and going on meetings together and networking and meeting people and even going overseas. I mean, that was just a dream at the time because we were still in a lockdown. But I remember too, like you'd come over. We, we even did an interview at mum's house in Brighton one day. Oh, I forgot about that. And then we went out that night and you stayed at mine. And at, at that time where I was living, I was living in a share house. So I was renting a room. At the time, when I first moved in, I thought, how good is this? And then... It quickly became just very depressing. And Doss would come in, and Doss hated even being there. And he's like, mate, you got to get out. I'm like, I, I know. It was the most depressing house. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as you would call it, it was just your shag pad. Um, oh, thank you. you yeah. Know, you, you, the only time you'd ever sleep there was, you know, yeah, if, if yeah, you were yeah, naked yeah. with a woman yeah, next to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you're all right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then we moved into here. We found it. We found our place. We moved into here in lovely Hawthorne East. What it did for us. It just completely propelled us forward from a content perspective where we're with each other all the time. So creating mm. in terms of creating income on the side and, and projects that we're working on, we were working more than ever. But all of that as well comes with balance. So you and I, like we're best mates, we live together and we work so hard on what we do. We've had to be really honest and upfront with each other and communicate clearly because we're currently balancing a podcast and then... At the moment, we're probably looking, it's looking to create income with it as well, which is happening. But then our friendship and making sure that we're not overworking. Like, mate, the hours that we put in, sometimes you almost got to go, probably need to pull it back a bit because, you know, it's, it's pretty ridiculous at times. And I know this, I hate because we've harped on it a few times, but don't think people really understand. Some of our mates, even girls that have come in, girls we've been seeing, our mates come in and as soon as you and I are together, we end up talking about Doss and D. It's not... Oh, we're talking about Dawson Deegan. It's like we're excited it's about it. It's not showboating. Yeah, there's something coming up. It's like, oh, we got an email today or this is happening or we're trying to look at for the next week. And I've been embarrassed before when we've had some of our mates in the house and I'm like, fuck, I think we've just been talking about just you and I, like we've almost zoned out and we're talking about work again. And like every time we go to the pub or not that we go that often, but if we go out or go to the footy, we're talking about, again, it's just, I think like it just consumes us in a positive way. And when we came here, like every day we're talking about it. And then we're working on it and then we're creating new ideas and just constantly talking. And now that we want to create a business side of it, and there's a few ideas we have, that's a whole new aspect of it. So now we've got, you know, we're not just doing meetings to get new guests. We're trying to propel and make this thing bigger, Mm. impact more people, connect with more people that can help the listener yeah, and create, you know, like I said, cheekily of the start of the show, it's not just a Doss and D show, it's Doss and D. And what Mm. does that mean? Well, everyone's going to find out soon. We did do a gig on the weekend, yeah. Actually, let's let's bring that up. That, that's part of the growth. I mean, we're going off track a little bit, but Dawson D emceed their first ever live event. We did. Did you enjoy it? I loved it. It was at the uh, Q Football Club, yeah. your uh, your local footy club. Uh, they say you shouldn't shit where you eat, but uh, yeah, I shit where, <laughs> where I eat. Yeah. And sort of cashy, wasn't it? Thank you, yeah. yeah. We won't... We uh, there was remuneration, let's put it that way. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah. it was might yeah. have been free pizza. That's yeah. yeah, I'll tell you what, I heard into that. Yeah, didn't you ever? Yeah, but it was a it was a trivia night. 
<laughs> so if, you, if you've got any upcoming trivia nights and you need a couple of blokes, we're not as expensive as Hamish and Andy, but we're just a smidge below it. So I mean, uh, if you want entertainment and uh, some really good reading out of questions. Uh, you, if you want two minutes for heartfelt, you know, mission, you'll get that too. So. I'll tell you what, though. I, was, I didn't like being smashed with people in the crowd going, you know, read that question again. That question was wrong. What does that mean? How many times did I have to stand up and say, Doss actually said to me at one stage, he whispered to me and said, can you just tell him we didn't write the question? So I've got up and I've said, now... Just to let you all know, don't shoot the messenger. And then you'd see a controversial question come up again. You go, oh, for fuck's sake, here we go. Question 37. We did not write the questions. <laughs> don't, don't yell at us. Don't yell at us. We're just reading the questions. Yeah, I, I remember right. at one point I actually looked at the back of the room. I said, so what does that question even mean? Yeah. Looking at the girl who definitely wrote the questions. Yeah, Doss was um, getting... Uh, but it was a great night. Loved it. Still waiting for the invoice. Yeah. The invoice has been sent. We're waiting for the payment. payment sorry, yeah. but yeah. by the time this episode comes out, you'd imagine we've uh, we've already spent that money. But yeah, once we moved in here, our network expanded, didn't it? And the mm. people we interviewed—how would you describe them? Well, the way that I look at it is, we've left this bubble on the peninsula where we grew up. Yeah, and we've come into the big smoke, big smoke, big smoke in Melbourne, and all of a sudden. Our eyes are like we, we don't have the blinkers on anymore. Like mm. we're, we're not restricted. I think from both a you know a, p- a podcast point of view, but also just in general, like life being surrounded by it, you literally could be walking down the street and you might see another young person also you know hustling. on the phone or hustling yeah. or you know you're at, you're out having coffee and you can see other people on a similar I guess wavelength. Yeah, and even just connecting with new people and people That's that right. they're just open and they want to know like. You know, we often will go and get a coffee somewhere or you might go to a pub and all of a sudden you're having a chat with someone and they're genuinely interested in what you do. Mm. Whereas I think being in our bubble back home, again, it, it, it's probably restricted us a little bit. And, and by being where we are now, it's now making us go, we just want to keep going. Yeah. Like, I just did a... Yeah, a fist pump. Yeah, yeah fist pump. But it's, it's basically, it sparked us to now, we don't know anyone up here. So who cares what anyone thinks? Exactly. And the social circle was a big aspect of our move too. I didn't mention that earlier too. Like that was one of the parts when, what are one of the pluses about moving up this way? And it's like, all right, let's expand our social circle. So we're surrounded by people who inspire us. The people we interviewed, they all inspire us in different ways. I think they were in our backyard. And what I mean by that is they're our friends. We know them or they're a mate of a mate. They're like, or they're just around the corner. They're like all very close. Yeah. And then moving up here and then we like, okay, well, let's utilize some of the other things we can do, like LinkedIn, for example, to to really zero in on professionals in certain areas of mm. their careers or whatever it may be. But it's funny too when you talk about the bubble, like we're laughing at this over coffee today, brought him up twice. So uh, again, Sam Crawford, we interviewed him and we went back one day, it must have been a Friday night and Jai, our good friend, was playing at Mornington at the time and he wrongly told us that Mornington were going to play a practice match that night against Red Hill. And you and I said, oh, we'll come and support you. So we'll come and watch. Now, Doss Parks, we didn't know, by the way, we did not realize that this was a, just a training session. We were told it was a practice match, so we thought we might pop down and have a look. Exactly. So we check, check out the local talent. Exactly right. So we've rocked up just after interviewing Croft. So because he was part of Mornington Footy Club, a lot of those people, if they hadn't listened, they were at least aware that, okay, we're doing a podcast and we've got this thing. So we parked the car and Doss parks it right in almost the most obvious spot to see because the boys have just started warming up down the goals down the goals and Doss just like like just where everybody can see us get out 
And I, it was my old footy club, so I'm embarrassed at this point. We've walked up. We haven't gone anywhere near the over. We're dressed. We're clearly not there to play football. We've sat on a bench overlooking the ground, and everyone's looking at us. And I was... I'm cringing now just remembering it. Like Watching it got, them warm up. And Doss was loving it because then you could hear people whispering and then they were yelling our names because well, mm. they knew me from playing with them. Tell the story. Well, a friend, a, a friend of mine who's, I guess, an assistant coach at Pines, but Pines and, and uh, Mornington were doing like a bit of a scratch yeah. training match. We thought it was a scratch match. There was no scratch match. And uh, he saw us and came over and he looked up and he goes, Doss and Dee, bit of a production meeting happening here, is it? And uh, we both oh. looked at each other and just laughed. But it was just like, it was so much like, we didn't mean it to come across this way, but it looked like it was, have a look at us. Like we rolled in after doing one episode that's very targeted at that community and, and now we're rolling in. But then going back to kind of where we're at, you know, and now we're doing what we're doing. We're going to dive into that a little bit more now, but uh, again, cut the segment. Queen's birthday last weekend. Yeah. It was. And we got to go over to, to England. And that was probably one of the most special times in my whole life, really, because I'd never been to Europe. But the whole goal of it was to go over for the podcast, wasn't it? It was. And that was the reason we went. And again, saying it, it's kind of a pinch yourself moment because going back to episode 50, when we recorded here, if you said to me that we we're going to go overseas in the next... I don't know, a few months, I would have said there's no chance. Just based on the way the world's going. not Because it was just total shutdown. There was no international travel. I don't even know if vaccinations were going up and going yet. Like I don't think they were. Yeah, so it's like, you're just thinking there's just no way. That's a good testament about things can change quickly, positively. On that front too, though, we don't give ourselves enough credit. But when you're wanting to start something like this, for one, you need to believe in it. Mm. Like we, we firmly... From the get-go, we knew this is what we want to do. This is the impact we want to make. And we knew exactly who we want to impact. And we believe wholeheartedly in it. We know we're confident. We know our trajectory. We're going to be where we want to be. But you've got to take risks with it. Yeah. And part of our risk was, you know what? We want to show everyone, like show everyone who might have doubted us, might just look at us as this little podcast, might kind yeah, of... We, we record a podcast once a week, yeah. a couple of hours and that's it. This is so much bigger than just a podcast for us. Yeah. And the world is in complete shutdown. It's opened up and within the space of a week, we've booked tickets to fly across the world and interview, you know, some of the biggest names, you know, in music and entertainment and sport over there. Yeah, in England, yeah. Like, and then attend, you know, all the sporting events we went... like. People don't understand the risk that was even, you know, within that decision. Like we were no. talking about this morning, like the plane ticket for us, how much was it? 1500 Probably, yeah. Well, now it's at three grand. Yeah. Like no wonder why it was 1500 because fuck, everyone no was scared. It. Yeah. And for us, yeah, we had to jump through some hoops to get there, but I'm so bloody glad we did and I'm so proud of us. Um, me too, mate. And the thing is the people you meet in airports, even at that time, are all doing a similar thing. Like, they're the ones that are ballsy and... Or they're going to visit family or whatever. But most of them are like, fuck, I'm ballsy for doing this. Because it was weird. We weren't even open really in Australia yet. I mean, we were opening up, but we weren't like fully... You couldn't go to the footy really. Like, or was... I think you could go to like the cricket and things like that. But it was still... Back then, every time you go to a restaurant, show your vaccination. Every time you go somewhere, show your vaccination. I think masks were still... Yeah, mandatory. masks was definitely mandatory for basically everything. So... And we're just like, nah, fuck this, we're, we're going. And we copped a lot of, not a lot of, but we did cop some backlash about it. Because Can you quickly share, I guess, your personal one with your mum and like 
Yeah, I love my mum to death and she won't mind me. I love her too. Yeah, she won't mind me saying this and I think you're in a similar situation with yeah. your family too. But I got into a bit of, a, well, yeah, a bit of an argument with mum prior to us leaving and I hope she doesn't mind me sharing this story. She does listen to every episode so do have to thank her. But, you know, a week before, or maybe five days before we were going, England's COVID rates were going through the roof, going nuts. They were like 200k a day, I think. Mm. Maybe even they got close to a mil. Like it was going nuts, and there was talks about potentially them locking down. And, yeah, I remember. And then the anxiety caused us every day. We'd be turning off the news because we don't want to hear. Like we, I'm checking my emails, just waiting for an email saying, you know, cancel your holiday. Yeah, blah blah blah. Because they were talking about shutting down the border. And anyway, mum rings and she basically pleaded with me, "Don't go. Mm. This is silly. This is stupid. You're going to get COVID." I said, "My attitude was so what," but she's like, "You know, you're going to get COVID." This could, you could get locked over there. That was probably her main stress was that what if you shut down and you're stuck there for four, five, six months? And I remember just saying, well, then we're stuck there for four, five, or six months. That and was, we, that and we would work it out. We will work in a pub because they're open. Mm. We will work in a pub. We will find somewhere to rent. We will rent out this place here and we'll find a solution and we'll podcast. And, yeah. we'll, and that was our attitude. I think the idea that we had in our heads is what's the worst thing that can happen? Yeah. I mean... What should I? Should we just sit in our lounge room at home, waiting for the world to get back to normal, which it's not? Or we can go over. If it gets locked down, we'll make it work. Yeah, you know. Plus, it's a point of difference for us because most people will wait, and rightfully so. For a lot, if you're going on a family holiday, of course. Wait. Well, your sister's currently over there. Yeah, she's having a great time, and of course, she's she's doing more things that we could do because yeah. she's getting to more countries that are open, and that's great. But our mission was different. You know, I said to mum, I said. Yes, we're going to enjoy ourselves. Yes, we're going to go to soccer. We can't wait. We're going to see cool things. We're going to, at the time, we're hoping to see Europe. And, but we're going there for a reason. We're not going there for a holiday. Yes, it's a ho- it's partly a holiday, but it's a working holiday. Well, we have got a reason to go. We literally locked in Yolanda Charles, the bass player of Robbie Williams. Yeah. Like, we locked her in. And as soon as she said, I would love to do it, we were like, we're going. Yeah, there's nothing stopping us. That was enough for us to go. We have to go. Like... Well, one, Robbie Williams, one of our dream guests. Yeah. His bass player wants to, has said yes to coming on our show. Fuck. Like, I would go over just for the day and fly back. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. People say, we well, can do it over Zoom. And I'm like, I know we can do it over Zoom. Yes, but that's what everybody else does. Yeah. What can we do differently? It's so saturated, yeah. what we do. How do we set ourselves apart? And how do we grow a proper UK audience? Well, let's go over there and, and be obnoxious. And what I mean by that is walking the streets and telling everybody that asks, why are you here? What are you doing? Oh, you're from Australia. We've got a podcast. That's why we're here. This is what it's called. This is what we talk about. And that's really what it was for a month. Well, going back a little bit, when we say consistency, I, I just want to share a little bit around, all right, you, you've got something like a podcast to be good at something. It, it takes a long time to get an audience or become real success at something. Mm-hmm. But the key to get there is consistency. And I know it's so cliche and it gets thrown around. But this is us, right? So we put out a podcast every week. No doubt about it. No, what, Sorry, what did you say? Non-negotiable. Yeah, non-negotiable. Every week. And we have for you know well over like nearly two years. Yeah. Well, we're flying to the UK. Like literally, when we were stopping in Singapore, we had to upload an episode. Yep. So we're in the Singapore airport. The episode had to be up at 6 a.m. Australian time. We're waiting an hour in the airport. Yeah. We're literally sitting on the ground. Both got our laptops up. I'm creating a graphic for our socials yeah. to let everyone know that's a new episode. You're finishing the last touches and writing the copywriting yeah. for the show, putting it up. And then we uploaded it and then we were on a plane and then got to England. But well, And then on the plane too, This is, again, you're planning for every contingency. 
like possible. So we're on a plane and going, well, what happens if for whatever reason, interviews pull out, they lock down, we can't, you know, for whatever reason, we can't get an interview out this week or the next week. So you and I, last minute, we basically recorded in the darkness here in Hawthorne. We didn't have the cameras rolling and we were, we just came with a quick idea. Let's create an episode of some of the best moments of 2021. So let's pick five. Let's do a little bit of an intro. Let's talk a little bit about it. And then I'll just edit it on the plane. So we, to the last minute, basically the, the night before we left, we were here recording a podcast to make sure we had content. And then when I was, yeah. and then we were on the plane, we both had our laptops out. We're editing. So we're spending that time. I don't remember what movies we watched on, along that time. All I remember was sitting there editing and listening and chopping and changing and cutting things in and out and making sure I had something ready so that that first week we wouldn't be under the pump and we could, you know, just because mm. you got to plan for what could go wrong. But our the whole purpose of that was make sure that come Monday morning Australia time or Melbourne time, as we would do every single week, episode goes out. Mm. So we're sitting at dinner with Bailey and his family. We've talked about that many times. And I don't know if I've told this story, but I had a timer on my phone, you know, five minutes to... I was think, this at a pub? Yeah, at a pub. And it might have been 7 or 8 p.m. England time. I can't remember. And it would have been 5, 2, and then my timer goes off. Excuse myself, go to the bathroom, shitty internet, and I'm just making sure this episode goes up and live, and it's done. So you're putting the episode up on your phone while we're out for dinner, yeah. running off to the toilet to do it. Yeah. I didn't tell anyone. Yeah. I didn't want to tell... Because, again, you don't want to say, oh, sorry, I'm going to go upload a podcast. Yeah. But the whole point was make sure... Come that time, it's up. It's a point of difference. And people might sound like we're rambling here, but it's also, I want we want this to be somewhat of inspiration. I agree. Because the way to get somewhere is to be consistent, flatline. Yeah. Like do it every day. If you do it every day for X amount of time, it, you're bound to be successful, 100%. Exactly. Like, so for us, that's all we've got in our mind is, we, we love it so much, so it doesn't matter. But if we're uploading a podcast every week for the next 10 years, well... We commit to it. Within the next 10 years, within the next year or two years, or who knows what could happen in that time if you're consistently doing something. But then I guess also our point of difference was not just going to London and seeing these people in person, but how can we be different to everyone else? How can we create a feeling for the guest that we walk away and they go... Dawson D, gee, they were good blokes. Yeah. Like, what lovely, lovely guys. So, Yolanda Charles. So, again, that's Robbie Williams' bass player. And she played for Mick Jagger and many other names, yeah. big names. We were on a train and we'd, we'd already said, she'd already said to us, I'll do the interview. When you get over here, we'll organize the dates. So we're on a train. I think we were on our way to maybe up north. I think we were. We're going north, yeah. We hadn't heard from her. So, I, I said to Dee, why don't you just send her a little voice note on Instagram? And he did. And... She, she myself, by the way. She, yeah, lovely little message. And uh, she came came back, didn't she? She said, yeah. With another voice message. With another voice message. And it was just to, just to give a bit of context, it was right after Christmas. Yeah. So it would have been the 27th, 28th, 29th of... And I... Because the only reason I remember that was because she said, had a lovely Chrissy and, you know, plenty of food and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And we locked in our date. This is a moment I'll never forget. I know you really want to talk about this, but she said to us, I'm playing a gig... In, yeah. in Soho, would love it if you guys came. So it was this famous jazz bar, Ronnie Scott's. Mm-hmm. And I guess explain that story, you know, like we're, we're waiting in line and the time of the day and, you know. And just before I do, and I'm, I'm not going off track, it, it comes back to what you said before with consistency. And if you really want something, you, you go for it and you do whatever it takes. And 
there's been times where we have not been in the mood to podcast or we've not been in the mood to make a video or we've not been in the mood. Your life happens and shit happens in life and there's always something to worry about and something to deal with and, and there could be sadness or anxiety or you know whatever it may be. But there's times where we've got out, you know, we've been tucked into bed and up, we're getting up, we're doing something now, we have to. Or I don't really feel like recording today, but we're going to record and we're going to bring our best. And this goes back to that Ronnie Scott. So the Jazz Bar's Ronnie Scott's. IU was ringing my old man basically every morning or my, and my mum. It was ringing them both on a family chat and dad just happened to pick up this morning and I told him about, oh, you know, she's playing at this jazz bar called Ronnie Scott's. Now, I wasn't educated and dad goes, dad's originally from London and said, yeah, I went there 30, 40 years ago. Mm. It's been there forever and it's very like, it's it's the place to go. So when we decided, right, we're going to go, we're going to make sure we show our faces. So she said, oh, you know, the gig starts at half past 12. We're like, p.m.? No, a.m. Half past 12 a.m. Now, for Doss and D, who are a couple of night hours, well, me more so than you. And we're talking like, we're not, we don't, we're not staying up the road. No. And, and we didn't, and we decided, we walked. You and I walked. <laughs> it wasn't that far, probably three kilometers, which yeah, probably is up the road. <laughs> but, but again, it's three kilometers walking. It's not far, but it takes, it still takes a while when you're walking it. So we walked, you know, through these back streets and following maps. We ended up at, at this, you know, we ended up early and went out and got a quick drink and we ended up lining up and the line was huge to get into this place. Middle of winter, it's freezing cold. And by the way, we were both very sick. We were sick at this stage, but we're like, nah, we're doing this. Well, it's one o'clock now, one thirty, and the door still haven't opened yet. Actually, and we're in the VIP line at this point, and we didn't realize we're in the VIP line. Oh, that's true, yeah. So we waited in a line, and we're kind of moving closer for probably 45 minutes. Yeah. And then we overheard them going, you know, now what's the guest name and guest list? And we realized, wait a minute, this is the VIP line. So then we had to move to the other line, get to the back of the other line, and wait again. Exactly. So we didn't even know we were going to get in. Anyway, we waited, and the time it was half past one when they and, and we and to be honest, being totally upfront and honest, we were considering well, maybe we come back tomorrow night because we're tired, we're sick, we didn't expect it to be this late. Maybe we just come back, but we're like, no, nah, we're doing this. We didn't leave that place till probably half past three, maybe in the morning, something like that. Late, and I must. This is the start of my stomach issues. I hadn't shit for like days <laughs> because this was unwell. Well. <laughs> And we finally get in there and it was ma- like we walk in there and it was not what I was expecting. I was blown away. Well, I think we were lucky there was a proper jazz bar in terms of we thought we're not just standing in a mosh pit. Uh, we, we're getting seated and, and yeah, it was oh. genuinely one of the let's if this turns into a video, we'll put up a, a couple of photos or videos from that night. It was I tell everybody now that goes to London, go and just spend the night in that jazz bar because it's incredible. Mm. One of the best experiences. But then we got to meet her, gave her a big hug. And didn't that just propel that relationship forward for the time we did go and mm. interview her in a few days' time? Yeah. Well, once we knew we had the interview locked in, and, you know, a few days later. Well, what that did, that moment, going in, making the effort. She was playing a gig at one a.m. or one thirty. She played her f- the, you know, she played the first set. Then it was the intermission. We went up to her. She said, "Boys." Yeah. Gave us hello, a bi- boys. Yeah, hello, boys. Gave us a big hug, and we just caught up and you know had a bit of a chat. Only. Brief? Very brief. And she said, are you guys staying for the second set? And we did. We did. We said we are. She was almost, I think she was taken back a little bit because it's late and she might be thinking it's not our type of music. I can tell you it was a, it was the most amazing live music I've heard in my entire life. Well, I missed probably, the, the I missed, action, I missed probably the first few songs, didn't I? Well, Doss was, yeah, finally, yeah, well, trying to. It, no, it, it. 
Was it coming? It was coming. Yeah, because you did come out a bit relieved, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. But that that's... <laughs> but you know, Lovely toilet too. We've done two Idiot Abroad episodes and people love them. I've noticed they've been getting downloaded a lot lately. But let's tell quickly a couple of stories that happened on that England trip that we probably didn't share in Idiots Abroad. One of my favorite memories of doing the podcast was you and I on a tube going to London to interview Yolanda. We've got camera stands, lights, microphones, all of this shit place we don't know then we have to walk to find the studio and then you walk in and you feel like a celebrity because there's like one of those gates that you walk through and we walk in it was almost like the back lot of universal studios exactly that's how it felt and we went in and we did the interview and remember the song we're singing that day yeah it was teenagers by my chemical romance yeah we're walking along and must be some youth about yeah maybe teenagers scared the living shit out of d, d. yeah you know because it was because it rhymes it's a great tune yeah one other story i love mate when we tested positive for the old COVID. Oh, it's great. It's it's a ripper. We, we went to Durham, met up with Bailey and, and his family and went out for dinner that night. Mm-hmm. We got home that night and Dee was feeling a little unwell. Well, again, we're sleeping in the same bed in these hotels and wake up in the middle of the night and I'm just like cold and then I'm hot and I'm kind of like, this is a bad fever. Run yourself a bath, mate. So I did. I went yeah. around myself a bath for a few hours and then we went down, had breakfast. I was feeling crook. I came back up, had a nap and I was... Lively. I was like, I was planning on going for a run. I felt great. But because we're with Bailey and his career, he can't risk catching COVID. So he had to make sure, you know, look, boys, I hate to do this. We're meant to catch up again. Yeah, exactly. We're catching up with him that afternoon. And he's like, look, I hate to do this. Do you mind if you just do a quick COVID test? Because, you know, we get tested every day. No worries, mate. So he came, he drove all the way into the town, met us on the side of the road, flung the... uh, the COVID test out the window and off we went and did a COVID test and it was a, we got some great videos of it at the time we're almost for praying for negative like, oh, of course but for obvious reasons people can understand this we can't go around saying we caught COVID we got some great Dawson D content of us doing the COVID test and, and copying the positive result we both <laughs> tested positive uh, and it was just uh, and we it was a very depressing feeling but then like outside of that we were just sick we caught everything like imagine like there was a stomach bug going around there was a flu going around we caught everything you can imagine oh when we got to that airbnb that day we, like we were meant to be flying to spain oh. and dos we were literally i didn't sleep a wink that night i was literally like grabbing the toilet bowl all night just oh. spewing in the hostel mind you so yeah. there's pubes all over the ground <laughs> and um grab our bags i probably forgot a bunch of stuff in the room i didn't care grab our bags we're going to spain yeah and walking to the tube and you look at me I, I, I was so out of breath yeah and i was about to shit my pants oh, and spew everywhere and you just said are you sure you're right to go and i just looked at you i said no yeah i'm not and we went back to the hostel booked an airbnb you had to wait for like four hours for the check-in and then we get in the uber i've never felt so sick in the back of a car like i was literally seriously crook (laughs) we get to the airbnb and we couldn't work out how to get in remember i was on the phone to the lady it was so bad like it was and i ended up having to pass you the phone because i was spewing my guts up out the front of this airbnb like it was just you look back now and it's funny and but at the time it was it was horrible. Yeah, on the other side of the world as well. You don't have, you know, you can't just cruise down to mum's or you know, grandma's <laughs> to just look after you for a couple of days, maybe yeah, some I hot know. soup. No, it's none of that. <laughs> got to rely on D. Or, uh, or rely you looked on up, You looked after me. You looked after because we were tag teaming, really. Yeah. Uh, tag teaming in the illness. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if you want to know about the real tag teaming, uh, pay for pay for the subscription. Yeah, and I remember like just doing street talk, which for us 
very nerve-wracking, but we were both sick on those days. But again, we just pushed ourselves. We went out. No, we're yeah. doing it. All right, well, we did get another voice memo, Doss. Mm-hmm. Here's another celebrity. Okay. Here we go. Play it. G'day, lads. John O'Brien here. 100 episodes. It's a huge achievement. Not many podcasters these days can reach 100. That's because they're not working hard enough. True. Spot on. So I uh, listened in. I tuned in to the uh, Jimmy Hurd podcast the Same other thing. day. It was a great interview by you, lads. Thanks, mate. Back in the day, the Brizzy Lions heard he was always tough to handle. But he was never as oh. tough as me. Speaking of tough, D, I've heard you've never won a hardball in your life. Not working hard mm. enough. And Doss, you, you just don't work you're enough. just too scared to even pull the boots on, I've heard. Anyway, boys, I'll see you down at the pub oh, for a couple of coldies. We will, Brownie. We'll see you there shortly we'll, uh, once we finish this episode. He's, I'm, I'm way too scared to, to get on the field. You are. I think I'm more scared of getting injured. You are. You know, and a contest, but... <laughs> Well, thanks, Brownie. Thanks, Cody that's, Jones, for that's uh, organising that. But good friend, Cody Jones, a good friend of the show. He's, he organi- uh, he's you know, talent manager. He organises this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Jono. So thanks, Jono. Jono Brown. Well, we've just talked about how hard we work, and Jono thinks we're not working hard enough, so uh, maybe we'll have to uh, up our game. We, uh, I think we shall. I think we shall. Well, we've promised this, Doss. Let's talk a little bit. You know, we've actually been probably pretty serious about this episode. Yeah, let's liven it up Let's liven it up. Let's talk about some of the goods and the bads behind the scenes of, of Doss and D. Do you want to start with the positives or the negatives? I don't know if this one's a negative, but D, whenever you get nervous, oh, yeah. the bladder just, it's out of control. It's, it's bad, isn't it? Yeah. I've, James Heard, when James Heard came up oh, to the apartment, but yeah. well, mind you, we were both so nervous. And this day, we also had a professional videographer and come video the thing and or video the interview, I should say. And we've never been so organized for one. Oh, like, yeah. like we had everything organized probably an hour before. So then we had 45 minutes to just kind of, which, Stand around and wait for him. Which is probably bad, it's bad, to be honest. Well, I reckon you took about 12 pisses. I did. I, I, I have a problem where if I'm really nervous, I'll shit. Mm. But Really? Yeah. But I would, I would just keep urinating just over and over and over and over again. So that is yeah, one of my flaws. And that is behind the scenes. So if you ever, you know, <laughs> nearly every guest will know that D quickly runs it, ducks out of the room just before we're ready to click record. And uh, even this morning, I quickly ducked out. Yeah. Not even, I don't know if it's even nerves or it's more just anticipation of something but yeah i mean i've had a nervous poo before yeah well this is a great story to um another one of our guests chris anstey another one of our mind you he just got inducted into the australian basketball hall of fame he did congratulations chris is a huge very achievement. proud of you here at yeah. the dawson d show it's a massive achievement it's huge huge so what an honor for him and even for us to to met the great man no, he's having, been yeah, on the show no he's been in their house but that day was that morning's one of my favorites because again big name for us we're excited a little bit nervous and he's, he's due to arrive any minute. And Doss goes, oh, I'm going to take a quick shit. I'm like, oh, do you really have to? He's like, no, I, I just got to squeeze it out. Yep, no worries. <laughs> now, we've been very open on the show about how, you know, some of the real production meetings of the Doss and D show, it's often one of us is on the uh, on the throne and the other one's <laughs> standing outside the room and the door just flings open. So Doss goes, oh, no. I said, what's wrong? And he just flings the door open. He's sitting on the shitter and he just goes, he's here. I said, <laughs> I said well, hurry up. So Doss is like laughing as he's like making up some bullshit. Yeah, mate, we'll be down from in a minute. We're just, you know, Setting fixing up. a mic, blah, blah, blah. Doss quickly cleans himself up and yeah. And my favourite is every time we go down to greet a guest, what do we say to each other? Yeah, well, I just saw that, which is uh, good luck, dad. Good luck, dad. Thanks, son. No Give ourselves a quick pat on the ass and... Uh, Run and down, greet our guest. But and, when, and part of the process is when we do greet the guests, as everybody knows, we love taking them for coffee and having a bit of a chat and, you know, hearing what they want to talk about and what, you know, a bit of an idea of what we have. But 
a lovely barista. Aldo. Aldo at Blood Orange, our favourite. He has a knack of accidentally offending a lot of our guests. Not intentional. He's English is his second language. Yeah. He speaks it very well. Sometimes the translation is just a smidge off and it, it does come back to haunt well, us. I think the account is up to three guests that you and I have. They're not often offended, but you and I look at each other and go, please stop, please just shush, shush. Well, shush. the first one, Don Elgin, who we actually recorded an episode with Don. He's a Paralympian. Yep. Medalist. Yep. That episode's coming soon, by the way. Well, we recorded it and it didn't work. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we're so, going to do it again. So we have to do it again. But Don has a, uh, a prosthetic leg. Yep. And oh, and so he's wearing shorts, so you know you can see it. And Aldo, we're making he's making us the coffee. I'm having a chat with Aldo, and Aldo goes, Aldo goes, I know you. Are you uh, you're coming here before? And he's like, No, mate, I've never been here in my life. And he goes, No, points at the leg. Oh. He goes, Yes, I've seen you and your son. I've seen you. And he goes, Mate, I'm telling you, I'm. And Don's being very polite. He's like, nah, he's having a laugh. He's like, nah, it must be someone else, mate. I, I don't live around here. He was he was adamant, wasn't he? And then and then it just went down again. It just kept going back for more. Like, but- and he's pointing at the leg. And I'm like, <laughs> stop it. And, and, and Don, and we just we walk away. Oh, mate, sorry. And he goes, ah, he's like, he didn't care. He's having a laugh. Nah, don't worry about it. Well, the episode that comes out next week is uh, with a beautiful young lady. Mm. Supermodel. Supermodel. And so, obviously, a very good-looking person we're sitting with having coffee, and Aldo comes up and he goes, he goes, oh, this is going to be a good podcast. He gets all excited. He goes, and you don't, it points at her and goes, you don't even have to say anything. <laughs> and we're just like, oh, my God. No. <laughs> and he pointed out, back, back to poor Chris Anstey. Oh, yeah, Chris. Obviously, yeah. he's tall. He's a basketballer. He's, he's seven foot. He's, a, he's over seven foot. He's a I mean, big, tall I mean, man. I don't know. You'd probably be self-conscious because you know that people are probably... People probably always bring it up. Bring it must up, be you, so draining. You, apart from being on the basketball court, you're never meeting anybody probably taller than you. Like, imagine every time you meet someone, someone goes, gee, you're tall. Every single time. Oh. And, and, and look at it this way. If there's a small person, mm. dare, dare you point out that. <laughs> That's a great point. You can't do that for obvious reasons. If someone's really tall, you're let, you know, people are happy to point that out. So he's probably copping that every single day. And well, didn't Aldo point that out? Oh, what did he say? He just goes, gee, you're a big man. Well, what did he say? <laughs> I think we were having coffee and we're sitting there and, and he comes by and he's like, geez, you're a big man. And, and Chris goes, yeah, 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 I'm pretty tall. And he goes, yeah, you're bloody huge. And then he walks, <laughs> he walks off. No, I think back. I said to Aldo, I said, yeah, he played NBA. Yeah, I can tell. Oh, yeah. You know? But then he walks off. Comes back with the coffees and just goes on again. Oh, how do I? And just start, not even how do I, just like launching into. Just amazed. Kept, just kept going on and on and on. And you could see, I'm like, we're just like, yep. Yeah. All right, Aldo, we'll see you later, son. We've always struggled though with, I guess, equipment, haven't we? Yes. I mean, we just mentioned Don. I mean, that's one interview that's coming. We need to re-record it and redo the interview because... One, our mics weren't working, apparently. Yeah. And then, obviously, our big drama over in England, probably yeah. nearly our biggest interview at the time, nearly nearly didn't go through. In terms of camera and equipment, oh, it's always just a shambles, isn't it? Well, this is the thing, and we said it off the top. Like, there's, you know, we're encouraging everybody to really go after what you're passionate about, but there's ups and there's downs, and that's part of the journey. We've lost audio. We've lost 
cameras and you know. Um, mind you though, how can we trust anyone? I mean, we hired a videographer and and she oh. did a, and she did a runner. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, she she's uh, got all all the videos from one of her interviews oh. and uh, end up on YouTube and we don't get any credit. Haven't no. heard back from yeah. her. So we'd yeah. love that footage. Yeah, Doss Doss not happy about that. But I mean, one day I, I mucked up with the camera and you know we have two cameras in here and I clicked record and I, I must have nudged it by accident. Because in the video, the top of Doss's head's cut off for the whole podcast. And I felt, I remember that day. Talk about some tension in the Doss's Oh, yeah, because I, I was not happy. Oh, he was pissed off. You know, there's always going to be tension, but, mate, I was scared. And I was so apologetic. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And, but it, you know, it happens. And, well, we lost even all of last week's footage True. too. That was my bad. Before our guest arrived, I quickly had to clear the memory card and I forgot I hadn't uploaded <sighs> what was already on the memory card onto the computer. So Some things mis- you just can't get back. Mistakes are, are bound to happen. And this is what I love though. Not love, and I'm saying that very sarcastically. People are very quick to point out when there's a mistake, isn't oh, there? Are they what? So this is another point. We've got we've got critics. I'll tell you what, there's a lot of podcast experts, you know, that telling us exactly what to do and what we should do. And I don't see that they even have a podcast. So. I mean, I, I hear you loud and clear. I mean, I get frustrated when we or the guest taps the table, but yes, you don't have to remind us. Yes, all right, we know. Trust us, we spent hours sitting there listening to, trying to edit out as many as we could. So the, the 40 taps you heard, there was 140 that got cut out before that. So and one of the microphones is less stronger than the others, we know. Yes, we're working on it. Yes, sometimes we laugh too loud. Mm. Yes, we understand all that. What's been your favourite memory of the Dawson D show? Oh, there's a few. I think, I'm not going to talk about specific moments we have on the show, but in terms of, I think, days... And I think more recently, nearly every Friday, we I mean, we went to Ocean Grove for a day. That was a great day. Like, just when it's back to back to back, mm. the day we recorded with James Hurd, we had Tom Bishop and we had Jared Grant, followed by the shepmates that came just to hang out afterwards. We sat around in our lounge room for a couple of hours just recapping their day and recapping ours. And we're both, like, they were doing amazing things that day. We've just had probably almost the biggest interview of our career so far. Mm. So that's a big day that stands out. What about you? I would say I'm going to bring them up, Shepmates, and not because of their interview. I think they just came up. Well, one, they're just such lovely guys. Yeah. And we went and we got we got a few beers before, brought them back here. We did the interview, and it was just such a great chat. Good people, and also just connecting with like-minded people that's like right. them. I think I just really enjoy doing that. And then I don't know what you were doing that night, but me and the two boys, we went and went out for a few beers and. Mm. It was just great to sit down with them and have a chat and and really talk about what we're all so passionate about. And it's amazing when you find, you know, one or two or a few people that you really align with and have a similar mission or someone that's where you want to be. When you are having conversations with these people, you just, you you can't not get motivated and excited and and be optimistic about the future. That's right. People that, yeah, light your fire kind Mm. of. And we just, we sat there that day. We spoke for hours, just bounced ideas that was a great day. You're right. And every time we catch up with them, it's just you walk away and you're just so fired up. And there's so many people now in our community, not just them. There's heaps of people. Nearly everyone we interview are probably in, in, a, in at least a like-minded state. Not yeah. everyone, but most people. And they give you ideas, you bounce, you just feel energized mm. by it. One of the more negative things, you know, we've been targeted lately on uh, on Instagram. We have. Some of our reels, we, we haven't even, we haven't really utilized Instagram reels because they go on Facebook and they take off. And sometimes we'll check Instagram and we've put a reel up 15, 16 weeks ago. Got a thousand views the first time it, it went up and now it's up 100, 200, 300, 400K views. And you're like, what the hell? How does that happen? And it just takes off overnight. And you're like, well, this is great. You put up a video. Explain the video quickly. Oh, well, the video was uh, was about frustrations at the gym. So you were, you were about to talk about 
a story at the gym, mm. right? That happened to you. Well, as you're explaining it, you got you got a bit tongue tied, yeah. and got water on the back of my throat. Well, no, no you got tongue tied first. Oh. You were trying to explain it, and you got tongue tied, and then you were like, "Don't know what happened then." And then, <laughs> as you tried to get back into it, all of a sudden you got a, a, a little bubble of air mixed with the water that you were drinking and you almost clutched your chest with trying to catch your breath and you looked around and you went shit what happened then and i just pissed myself laughing on air and but we uploaded that video and and i uploaded it and because you mumbled your words and then obviously you had that little issue it was I'm, just a choke on air that's all it was all it was was a joke a choke a choke on air yeah that was a, was a joke yeah and basically i wrote d had a stroke live on air and the the crowd have not liked this at all. So we well, let's just say stroke survivors haven't liked this no, at all. <laughs> we should say this: we never like. I think like anybody that does anything that's I'm not calling us as comedians, but when you hear comedians speak, they don't try to offend you. And Ricky Gervais, we watched his special like recently. If you watch that, there's going to be something that offends you, and that's the point. He doesn't just target one group; he mm. targets everybody. So at some stage, you're going to cop it. So if you're going to laugh at all, you know, him having to go at every other person, when it comes to your turn, you've got to cop it too. Mm. Now, we never, ever set out to offend anybody, ever. Well, this we is, didn't mention the word stroke. No, like, and this is the stupidest thing about it is we were just joking around and people were saying we should be cancelled, we should be taken off the air, We, you know, this is, boys, you should be ashamed of yourselves, this is not funny, you know. Some people thought I was actually having a stroke. Now, I get <laughs> it. Including your dad. Now, if, you've had, <laughs> if you've had a stroke, I'm sure it's confronting. I will say no, that. it's not funny. But, guys, we never thought we'd, there'd be a minority group of stroke survivors that we defend. <laughs> so, I really, I'm, I'm, and I mean this in a serious way. I know we're laughing, but yeah. I, I, I am truly sorry to those. <laughs> I'm truly sorry. To, <laughs> Apology love and air. I'm truly sorry to those we offended. But at the yeah. same time, for God's sake, it's just a joke. Well, we weren't even... The joke had nothing to do with What can that. we even talk about? Like, seriously, what do you... Okay, do you want us to go back... If you want us just to sit here and talk about serious things, then we can do that no, too. But no, every, no, but the issue oh. is the joke... It wasn't even a joke. It was you choking on you choking on your water, I'm laughing, and then the caption was what they're offended by. Oh, so we didn't even say anything wrong. I just, like, I just can't. I couldn't... I got outraged by... Not... When people wrote their stories, I'm like, okay, I understand. I see your point. I'm sorry. Mm. But those that are like, this is disgraceful. You should be taken off the air. I'm like, my goodness me. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. What can we say? Anyway, mm-hmm. that's just my little, yeah. uh, that's part of the critic session. Yeah. But anything else you want to say before we... Uh... No, I reckon that's probably it. Oh, I will finish with this. I'll just say, yes, we've done 100 episodes and we're proud of 100 episodes. But again, we say this a lot, but there's a lot more to come from Doss and D. Yeah, exactly. And I think, too, just on a, as a final note, we've talked about the stages of our growth so far. I'm very proud of us because if you look back at where we were 50 episodes ago, we hadn't even... Inter- 51 was Greg Page, which, are, which is still one of the biggest <laughs> interviews we've done. So between 50 and 100, we've interviewed some really big names, some incredible people. We've really probably created our own content and found a bit of a mm. groove into what we're trying to create, too. Our mission's become very clear. We've been to England and back. So and that's in that's in 50 episodes. So mm-hmm. I'm just so excited to see when we get to 150, what we do in the next 50. Yeah. So too. I'm excited. Me too. Well Th- done. And thank you. You thank- know, lastly, thank you to every single person who listens. Yeah. Truly. We, it means the world to us. We, we really do appreciate it. So. All the best. All the best. <laughs>